We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Let's get it going with 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Running back some of the best over the past 24 hours here on 560 The Joe. I am Dan Day on my birthday. That's right. I am celebrating more than I normally do. Celebrating life because... It is a day my mother pushed me out. Yes! The party never stopped. So let's keep the party going. On the way, going to be hearing from the Joe Rose Show. They're talking with Eric Reed about tonight's big Heat Celtics rematch. Even though they haven't played this season, but Eastern Conference Finals rematch. Greeny, Mike Greenberg, going to be talking to Broadway Joe. That's right, Joe Namath. His Alabama Crimson Tide doing some things. His Jets, not so much. They'll touch on all that. Then Hawk and Solana. That's right, Crowder's on vacation, talking about move, Chan Gailey, get out the way, and name the famous Jaguar. Right now, let's get to the headlines. After erroneously reported that he had been released by the team, Dolphins offensive coordinator Chan Gailey has resigned. This means Miami will have three different OCs in three years under Brian Flores. Tonight at 7.30, it's an Eastern Conference Finals rematch between the Heat and the Celtics. The Heat should be at full strength. Alabama receiver Devontae Smith won the Heisman Trophy last night. Clemson QB Trevor Lawrence, despite not winning the award, has declared for the NFL Draft and is expected to be chosen first overall. The Canes basketball team fell short 67-65 against North Carolina last night. Miami is now 0-4 in the ACC. The Marlins are one of the teams said to be interested in Yasiel Puig. The Cuban outfielder played for Cleveland most recently. Rumors are swirling that Inter-Miami is interested in signing Jonas Lossi. The Dutch goalie plays for Everton in the British Premier League. Following the Panthers affiliate, the Charlotte Checkers, announcing they will forego the upcoming American Hockey League season due to COVID, the Tampa Bay Lightning has partnered with the Panthers to use their AHL affiliate, the Syracuse Crunch, this season. NFL Hall of Fame finalists have been named. They include Peyton Manning, former Kane Reggie Wayne, and former Dolphins linebacker Zach Thomas. Inductees will be announced February 6th. And now... Let's go ahead and take a step into the day spa. <sighs> Customs agents at a New Jersey airport seized a shipment of bush meat. What's bush meat? A hodgepodge of illegal meats like bat, rat, and monkey. Uh-oh, someone called Joe Exotic. A Port Charlotte woman was lucky to walk away alive after a piece of plywood flew off a truck and threw her windshield. Good job, Florida man. Not only did you almost kill somebody, but you also ruined a piece of wood. 
A man recently awoke to a bathroom full of bubbles after falling asleep in his tub while running a bubble bath. I'll say it again, drinking and bathing don't mix. A Massachusetts lawmaker wants the state to name an official dinosaur. Re-elect this man this instant. A naked fugitive was recently rescued from an alligator refuge in Australia. Not me, I think. To the Exergen Weather Center. Tonight's forecast clear with temperatures in the mid-60s. Best part of waking up in the morning? Not the coffee in your cup, not the Joe that you need in your system, but the Joe Rose that you have to have. Weekdays from 6 to 10 right here on 560 The Joe. That's a double shot of Joe right there. Joe Rose on the Joe. Too bad their guest wasn't a Joe, but it's a good guy, Eric Reed. He's talking Heat, Celtics. Also, how are the Heat overall? Talks about some precious play. And what about those Knicks? Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum off to a nice little start if people haven't seen them. Both averaging, what, 26, 27 points a game. Without Kimball Walker, they've been pretty good at 5-3. and three. What do you think about this team? Minus Kimball Walker, how good can they be going forward? He might be out for a while. Yeah, you know, listen, they're trying to sort of reboot themselves in this sense. They they traded away Gordon Hayward to Charlotte. They're playing without Kemba Walker, who is, you know, a, a, a top-tier point guard. And yet, Joe, they're still averaging 113 points per game. They're the fifth wow. best, eleventh uh, best scoring team in the league. Brown and Tatum, you know, r- listen. Right now, they're the third highest scoring duo in the league. I know we're early, but they trail only Brooklyn's duo of Durant and Irving and Portland's great backcourt of Lillard and McCollum. They're accounting for 53 points per game. They're also taking almost 40 shots a game. One or the other has led the Celtics in scoring in all eight games. Now, now listen to this one. They, they won their last game. Besides missing Kemba Walker, they were without Marcus Smart, who's starting for Walker at point guard. And they were without Jeff Teague with, with an ankle injury, who, who's their backup point guard right now. Yet they were still able to win. They got a, a great game out of their rookie point guard. Peyton Pritchard out of Oregon. So they're finding ways to win, and 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 the two best ways for the Celtics has been uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, and, and that's the key for Miami tonight. Uh, you know, contain those two guys. Try to keep them under 30. you got a better chance of winning. Eric, it's been a quick turnaround for the Heat, the Lakers, any of the teams that were in the, the finals or the, or the Eastern or Western Conference finals in the NBA in the bubble, and now the season has obviously started. We're eight or ten games into it for certain teams. Have you seen any drop-off, not just from Heat guys, but anyone from that that played late into that when you, when you watch around the NBA from what the play should be or or does it seem like it's back to normal? Well, I, you know, back to whatever the new normal is. Right. Listen, Zach, you know, I've, I've heard that that comment about you know the Heat and the Lakers, you know, playing the deepest and how it would affect them. Well, you know, what about the teams that have been off for nine months? How is it affecting them? So everybody's got issues, and and I think you could look at Miami. This is a team with all this continuity uh, coming off all of this success. And, Joe, you know this. Uh, I mean, there's just no such thing as carryover from one season to the next in in pro sports. So you got to start. I remember Pat Riley's comments about winning a championship, uh, you know, and and the year after. He goes, you know, you get get so happy and used to living life on the mountaintop, and then as soon as you win the championship you got to come on back down and climb that mountain all over again so listen i think the biggest reason for miami's slow start it's simple it's it's jimmy butler i mean you know he 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 didn't play in the preseason 
and then he sprains his ankle in the opener and misses two and a half games. And I think just the last game, you know, he got to the line six times. He'd only taken eight free throws on the season prior to that. But as Jimmy returns to his, you know, perennial all-star form, you go see a lot of other things return to form for Miami. Spo is, I think he's, he's found a starting lineup that he could live with and use for a little while. The Heat is a very deep team. I think the defense is going to keep getting better. I think the turnovers will come down. They have in the last two games. I think you're going to see a progression back towards who, who we all think the Heat are. I want to ask you about our first-round pick, Atua. What, what have you thought about his play so far? And do you see him getting more and more minutes as, as we get uh, into this season and these games become a little bit more important? I do, Joe. Right now he's getting 15 minutes a game. But what you, you, you know, listen, of, of all guys that, that are starting off with one hand tied behind their back, it's rookies. Um, you know, they had, none of them have played since last March, college basketball. Nobody got to play in summer league. There wasn't the typical September ramp up where where rookies and and you know the the younger players get into your gym early and start working out. But yet he's still making great progress. Everybody talks about his athleticism and his instincts to rebound. Spose talked about how he gets rebounds out of his area and region. He's just one of those instinctive, gifted rebounders. He's an active defender. He's good around the basket, score and great catcher on lobs and finishes. Uh, and I think, listen, that that is a position that 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 last starting spot the the let's call it the four spot uh, who's ever going to team with bam right now olenic is the guy you look at precious achua you know someday he may be that guy and uh, when that day comes i don't know but i think with each day and game that passes he's getting better and better and, and that was a terrific pick very fortunate that he was there at number 20 this year what about the new faces for this team this year so far outside of precious avery bradley uh, harkless how do you think they played so far with this team and, and fit in with this team so far well it's been a slow start for Harkless you know and and he took a terrible fall in the last game and I, I guess he's listed as questionable for today he started a couple of games early in the season and I think Harkless down the road uh will fit in and, and give the heat you know veteran depth uh, on their bench Avery Bradley listen you know his seven years with the Celtics, he played on some great Celtic teams and was sort of like the, you know, the underrated guy on those teams. Uh, he was sort of there for Sean Leonard, you know, a guy that would always guard the best player on the other team and can knock down jump shots. I, I think what you've seen, he's had at least two threes in all five games he's played. And Joe and Zach, just watch him uh, when he's defending. Uh, the way he can pressure the ball handler, get over screens, get under screens, get around, whatever he has to do, he could guard guys bigger than him, and he may have to tonight. Uh, you know, you're going to see him on Tatum, you're going to see him on Jalen Brown, and he gets right up into you. He's a perfect fit for the culture. Right. Um, a great guy, a terrific team player, one of the best perimeter defenders in basketball, and a guy that makes open threes. So that's a great fit, and. Uh, you know, him and Dragic coming off the bench, that's his, that's that's really solid depth at, at the guard spot when you got those two guys coming off your bench. Eric, help me out. Um, because when we need a good article nationally, the James Harden thing pops up about what it would take and all those things. And no matter what the Heat said, they'll still check in. How, how do you look at that whole thing with James Harden and, and knowing Pat Riley's background of always about upgrading the team and yet you want to you got this great group that you've been able to develop a lot of these players you have right now the key players yourself what what are your thoughts on the James Harden thing as it pops back up again 
Uh, I, I don't know where it's popping back up. I guess it's going to keep popping up, Joe. Uh, I don't know about in regards to the heat, but in regards to James Harden's next location, you know, until it happens, people are going to bring it up and talk about it. You know, at the moment, he's leading the NBA in scoring at 33 <laughs> points per game. Um, right. He, he's only played four games, but there he is, right, your top scorer, 33 points per game. I, I don't know, Joe. I did, By the way, did you lose Pat's number? He, he'd be the guy to ask. But I personally... I don't. See I got a better chance. Miami, of, I got I a better know. chance of talking to Chris Greer than Pat Riley. And neither one looks real good. Uh, listen, I, I cannot blame Chris Greer or <laughs> Pat Riley for that. Uh, that's good judgment uh, leading our leading our respective clubs. <laughs> I, I did want to. Uh, while we're sitting here talking, this Brooklyn thing is really interesting to watch. I mean, I I know that they. How's this thing going to work when it's all said and done? Um, as far as the coach and who starts and who's coming off, but I don't want to mess up things. I want to keep my top two guys happy. It's really interesting. Have you ever seen anything like this to this, to what you hear? Yeah. Well, I, I, we have, I'm sure we have. I mean, nothing jumps to my mind immediately, <laughs> but you know, you got, you got two stars on a team. Right. Uh, you know, it is unique coached by Steve Nash. First time as, as an NBA head coach. But I'll tell you what, you know, they, they lost a bad game the other night when when both uh, against Washington, of all people, when Durant and Kyrie Irving both missed shots uh, in the final seven seconds of the game. They lost a one-point game. What was odd about it to me was Irving took a three. I, I mean, they were only down one. He takes a three, and then Durant missed a wide-open putback. But they won last night. I was impressed with that. Right. Uh, Jared way. Allen, I think he had 19 points and 18 rebounds. Kyrie had 19 I was glad to see Kyrie decided to play on a night where Durant didn't. Uh, one night earlier this season, Durant just... took the game off for rest, and Kyrie said, yeah, me too. But I think Kyrie did what, what, what a star See, you're coming around. Your, your star teammate doesn't you're play. Good. Uh, your team needs you even more. So that, I thought that was an encouraging win for them. And time will tell, Joe. I mean, I think the injury to Dinwiddie hurts them. Yeah. I don't love their depth. But clearly, uh, you know, I would say Brooklyn and Atlanta are the two teams we're watching early to see just how improved they are. And the Knicks, by the way, the, all of a sudden, oh, right, the right. Knicks playing some great defense, and they're winning basketball games. It's Eric, a- did you see the petition going around? The Knicks fans want the regular season to end tonight, so they would actually <laughs> be the five seed in the playoffs. Uh, it's a very interesting thing going on there. What is what is, what is going on with the Knicks right now? I know you you might not be able to watch every game they play, but is it is it a Tom Thibodeau thing? Is it was it a coaching thing this whole time? I don't believe that. I'd say coaching has something to do with it because you know, just like Stan Van Gundy's impression that he's making on New Orleans, Tom Thibodeau, right. same kind of guy. Attention to detail, defense first. Right now, the Knicks third best field goal percentage defense in the league. By the way, you know who's ahead of them? Philadelphia, who's got the best record at six and one, and Brooklyn playing good defense. But the Knicks are holding they got the, they got the best three point percentage defense in the league and the third best field goal percentage defense overall. RJ Barrett's playing a lot better. Uh, Randall's doing well. This rookie point guard named Quickly is is off to a great start. I still don't believe that they are a playoff team this year. But clearly, with, with Tom Thibodeau running the show, they're better than they've been. 76ers, as you talked about, bringing in some shooters with that group and just getting everybody to kind of play into a better role and, and trying to keep your center healthy and out. They're going to be interesting. Do you think this thing holds? I know they're 6-1 and one right now. Do you think they can keep this going 
or you still got doubts about still some things missing on that team? Well, listen, it's early for everybody, but I think coming into the season, that was that was a team you look at that, that, that could come out of the East. They're one of the contenders. Listen, Doc Rivers, you know, I love their former coach. Guy was such a positive guy through some really lean times. Clearly, Doc has, has made a great first impression with, with Philadelphia. They're defending the heck out of people. They got the, they got the best field goal percentage defense uh, in the league. Joel Embiid's getting them about 25 and 12 a game. Danny Green and Seth Curry, uh, better for their chemistry, better for their perimeter shooting. And uh, they're off to a great start. And, and, think, and we're going to see them a lot recent uh, coming up because four of the next five games for Miami are against either Boston or Philadelphia. So we're going to learn a little bit more about uh, just where the Heat are over the next week. It is still, Joe, yeah. Oh, I was going to say it's time to, to finally put the uh, general manager hat on Eric for a second with his Jets team. I, I got to ask him before we get him out. Oh, you got to get that in. There's no question. You, you, like Sam, you like Sam Darnold? Or are you picking a quarterback? What are you doing there with that second pick, Eric? You know, Joe Douglas is make, getting big money for, to make that decision. Me, I'm eating peanuts in, in Boca. So We don't care about your do peanuts in Boca. Nope. They're expensive. Just let, let's hear right. Come on. Right. Listen, here, here's what I would say about that. I, I, I think, you know, in trying to judge, Joe, I've heard you talk about it. The quarterback business in the NFL is as fickle as anything I've seen in sports. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. Forget one season to the next. How about one week to the next? Uh, the way your opinion changes on a lot of these quarterbacks and, and some of the greatest quarterbacks we've ever seen in college football have been failures at the next level. So yeah. it's it's hard to predict. Now, here's what I'd say about Darnold. Hard to judge him playing on three awful teams in his first three years. But you know what I would say, Joe? That last game left a bad taste for me. Um, I, I've seen plenty of losing teams and players stand out even amidst the losing. He, he, he did not do that. He did not stand out amidst the, the rubble that the Jets have been over the last three years. But I think it all comes down to what you think of Fields and the Brigham Young quarterback. I haven't seen enough of e- either one of them. But just my impression, I, I like the BYU kid. Um, I want to watch, I, I watch more film on all of those guys as we, as we get ready for the NFL draft. But listen, I'm just glad uh, the season is up. For me, the season ended in the first half of their opener. I mean, I put out a tweet. It was great. I put out a tweet at halftime of, the, of their loss at Buffalo saying, I've already seen enough. That was halfway through the opening game. I didn't even say what I had seen enough of, but people knew. But but listen, they, they got a lot of – I don't know how – how much cap space means in the NFL. The money goes so quickly and you got to spend it well, but they have 75 million in cap space. They've got a lot of draft picks coming. Uh, Joe Douglas, boy, you talk about a guy with all GMs and decision makers have pressure on, on each decision that they make. This guy's got pressure because that is a huge rebuild. He's got a, he's got a pick right in the, in the two most important spots, head coach and quarterback. Good luck. You know, what's amazing about this one. Zach asked you that question. You said, I don't know. And then you just did about a five-minute breakdown, the whole thing of your team. You went from, I don't know if I want to really get into the Jets, and then we got that friggin' passion out of you, and you broke the whole thing down. You went head coach, quarterback, general manager. You threw in BYU. There's a guy that's watching his team right there. That's all right. Joe, it's, it's, it's a blessing and a burden. Uh, you know, I bet my dad got season tickets to the Jets in 1965, with the year they drafted Joe Namath. 
So I'm an 11 and a half year old little, little punk. And at the Orange Bowl in Miami with my dad, a couple of weeks after we watched the AFL championship win at Chase Stadium, Jets over the Raiders, still one of the great football games I've ever seen. And then, Joe, I, I was I was there at the Orange Bowl, January 12th, 1969. It's still one of the most meaningful and influential games ever played in professional football uh, when the Jets beat Don Shula's Colts uh, in Super Bowl three, And that's the last and only time the Jets ever went. But that's what hooked me in, and uh, I can't shake it. Uh, fortunately, I have not passed it down to my kids. They've been smart enough to say, no, this is not working. This is not working for us. By the way, I just want to confirm, September 13th, 2020, at 1.47 p.m., Eric Reed tweeted out, I have already seen enough, dot, dot, dot. Eric, it's you know, confirmed. you started pretty straight-laced and not burning any bridges, and then I, did it. I realized it. the fan in you just, uh, the, the green just no, came. Joe, listen, Joe, you know, it's, it's 2021. <laughs> I, I, I stayed in the closet for as long as I could with that, but <laughs> the, the look of abject horror and disappointment on people's faces when I when I show up to Jets-Dolphins games, um, it's, it's, it's not pleasant. It's not pleasant. I don't like to do that to, to, to my beautiful friends and and even people i don't know here in south florida but i'll tell you the truth joe of all the years i've been down here 33 years i enjoyed i I couldn't watch the jets very much this year i enjoyed watching the miami dolphins play this season uh i know they didn't make the playoffs but 10 wins a lot of excitement back in the program you got a great young head coach and and a good feeling in that locker room and and hopefully the start of some really good things i really enjoyed watching the dolphins this year i did too for the first time in a long time I um I am with you. Second half of last year was was fun when I realized we weren't as bad as I thought we were. But you're right, this year was was great. Eric, thank you, man. Really thank appreciate you, you coming on. This year, when you guys kick off, there there's a full stadium full of fans, and hopefully we'll get back to right that back as this you. NBA season yeah. goes along. Hey, wishing all you guys and all your listeners uh, happy, healthy, terrific, a lot of wins in, in the new year, and especially to you two. Keep up the great work. Nick's gonna try to keep it up. Heat gonna try to get hot. Should be a fun season, no matter what. Who knows? We never would have expected the Heat to make it to the finals last year, and they did. This year, going to be a roller coaster, but it is going to be fun. Up next, we got some greeny. So uh, we'll just have to see uh, and hope for the picks. Now, you know yourself, Sam Darnold's uh, uh, part of that equation, mm-hmm. too. And uh, what do you do with Sam Darnold? Broadway Joe talking Jets, Alabama, Devontae Smith, and so much more here on 560 The Joe, WQAM. Big teams. Back on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind, running back some of the best you've heard here on 560 The Joe over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, always playing around on the social media at Dan Day Radio. It's always fun, so why don't you join me? And you can join Mike Greenberg in his new time right here on the radio station from 10 to noon weekdays, and he is starting off with a bang earlier today talking to Joe Namath. Joe Willie Namath, Broadway Joe, Super Bowl three MVP right here in Miami. Nonetheless, talking about Devontae Smith winning that Heisman. Also, he touches on his Alabama Crimson Tide and his beloved New York Jets. They're very proud in Alabama today. This is Greeny with you on ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance because one of their football stars won the Heisman last night and their football team might win the national championship on Monday. And the greatest legend... That university ever produced joins me now live on the Goodyear Hotline 
the one, the only, the great Joe Willie Namath is with me on ESPN Radio. Good morning, Joe. How you been? I've, I've been well, thank you, Grady, Michael, and uh, how about you and the family? I'm great. Everyone is great. Thank you. I'm going to tell a quick story about that a little bit later. But let, let's start with Devontae. Let, let's start with, you know, one of the young stars from your beloved program winning the Heisman last night. What was your reaction? I, I was so thrilled. So thrilled. Uh, we love Devontae. And uh, to hear his acceptance speech was uh, so nice, man. He is such a humble young man and uh, a great player. And I liked what he had to say about the, the children, you know, that are a little bit thin, maybe, or they're not built up yet, you know, and uh, keep dreaming about what you want to do and keep going after it. You can make it happen. Uh, I just think he's wonderful. Me too. I don't know how many Heisman Trophy winners weigh less than I do, but he's <laughs> he may be the first. He weighs, <laughs> he weighs 175 pounds. Uh, you know, Joe, I want to read you something because I, I, I want to talk to you about Alabama and then we'll get to the Jets a little bit too. But as, as Nick Saban prepares for the national championship game on Monday, I found this tweet from Field Yates. Saban is in his 14th season at Alabama. He's won five national championships with a shot at a sixth. He's won nine SEC championships. He's had 33 players drafted in the first round with more coming in April. And he's now had 12 assistants hired as Division I head coaches around college football. How would you describe what Nick Saban has done at Alabama? Well, uh, I think he missed out on a couple of other national championships. Uh, <laughs> I'm a little bit <laughs> Describe how Nick's done. Of course, uh, I was talking with my family the other day, and he is going to be, and he is, one of the all-time greatest coaches in the history of the game. Not necessarily just because he's won these championships, but the way he's been preparing these guys for life. That's one of his uh, selling points when he goes to recruit with the parents and practicing the best against the best. You know, these athletes want to practice against the best too. Uh, Nick's been wonderful at that. He's had a lot of help with his assistants, but it does start with Nick. Every time I have him on, I, I, I pride myself on an ability to get him to laugh. Every now and again, I can make him laugh because he's so stern. Does he, does he, when, when you're around him and, and it's just the two of you, does he let his hair down? Is he funny? Uh, yes, he's got a very uh, sense, a good sense of humor. You know, he has a thought process, too. He digests everything you have to say or someone has to say. He's not a quick reaction guy. Uh, unless uh, maybe he's expecting something, you know. But he has a good sense of humor. Uh, he's got work on his mind all the time, though, man. You know, he now joins Bear Bryant, the great Bear Bryant, who was your coach and your mentor, as these Alabama legends. And I do a feature here on the new show called Tell Me a Story. And, and I, I remember watching you get inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and you teared up talking about what Bear Bryant meant to your life. So t tell me a story about Bear Bryant and what he meant to you as a young man. Wow. It, it's uh, almost, uh, it is difficult just to pick one story. Uh, he did uh, so many good things, said so many good things for all of us uh, as players at Alabama. One of the first things in our first meeting uh, with the freshman class class uh he said i'm gonna teach y'all how to keep from beating yourselves mm. and i what is he what's he talking about that sounds like playing scared or something thinking negative but he was talking about preparation of course not lining up off sides you know not throwing it to the wrong guy and all but uh coach brian i grew to respect i was a, 
a sophomore. I had lettered my sophomore year, and they have a tradition at Alabama. You join the letterman's club after you earn a letter. So I earned my letter, but I wasn't going through the letterman's club because they hit you with 36-inch long slats, (laughs) for one thing, on your bottom. And you had to do a lot of things uh, on campus, like wear coveralls, and they throw water on you, throw you in the swimming pool. So I wasn't going through it. And uh, Coach Bryant called me over to the office one day and said, come on, y'all, and take a ride with uh, take a ride with me. So I got in the car with him, and he pulls out of the coach's office, and we're moving along. He's quiet. Then finally he says, I, I hear you're not going to a club. I said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's, that's right. He said, well, why not? And I said, well, Coach, uh, I earned the letter. You gave me a letter. I earned the letter. And I just don't believe in what they do uh, with those slats and making you do all those things going through initiation. He said, well, Joe, he said, that's just tradition. I said, yeah, well, tradition, but I don't want to shave your head, too, Mike. I Mm. mean, you're bald, too. Mm -hmm. They do that. They shave your head. And I said, well, Coach, I I just don't want to go through that. Uh, uh." He said, well, Joe, uh, you know you can never be a captain in Alabama unless you're in the A-club. I said, sir, that's all right with me. He was quiet. And then he just let it out. Well, I want you to. I said, yes, sir. (laughs) So you did it? (laughs) Yeah, that's it. it. Yes, sir. Billy Battle, uh, who was our athletic director uh, uh, several years there at Alabama, was the president of A Club. And he took me through it. He gave me a couple of good whacks on my bottom, too, boy. (laughs) But... uh, I think all of us, uh, I pretty well know all of us that finished with Coach Bryant would do anything he asked us to do. Uh, we respected him that much. The great Joe Namath is with me talking about Alabama, your beloved college program that has done so well. And then that brings us to your beloved NFL program, which has obviously done a little bit less well, um, to say the least, which would be the New York Jets. What, what, what do you, I'll just give you the floor here. What do you want to see them do? What, what would you, the Jets need to coach and they need to make quarterback decisions? If they were to consult with you, Joe, what would you like to see them do? Well, first, Greeny. We're both uh, Jet guys, right? I got my green jacket. Oh, yeah. Uh It's partially in your honor, too. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Because we're still with them. We're still with them no matter what. Fans have been with us for a long time, man, no matter what. So uh, what would I do? Uh, This this, this is going to go down on Joe Douglas right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm curious to see how Joe does. He has a tremendous challenge because we need – additional players certainly some changes there he's got to pick a coaching staff and uh, I don't follow the game as closely as one should that uh, knows all the coaches that are available so uh, we've got to put our trust in Joe Douglas he's done some good things player personnel wise since he's been there he's only been there that short amount of time so uh, we'll just have to see uh, and hope for the picks now you know Yourself, Sam Darnold's uh, uh, part of that equation, mm-hmm. too. And uh, what do you do with Sam Darnold? It's such a team game. I look over at Philadelphia and see Wentz getting beaten up over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's such a team game, man, that uh, it, 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 you want to give a guy a, a longer rope. But Darnold's been there three years. And I would not be shocked if they went on from Sam. I like Sam personally. Uh, I I don't think he's as gifted a pastor as uh, we saw in college even. The accuracy's been off. The escapability's pretty good. But Sam hasn't been playing uh, 
with a quality team uh, up front. So uh, I don't know what they're going to do with Sam. I wouldn't be surprised, like I say, if they did uh, do something else and take another quarterback with a high draft choice. Uh, I, I just don't know. Yeah, no, that's what I expect them to do too. And and, and I think it would probably be best for Darnold to get a fresh start somewhere else. Joe, I have to run a very happy new year to you and your family. It's always such a pleasure to see you. We'll catch up again soon, and good luck Monday night. Thank you, Greeny, and roll tide. J-E-T-S, suck, 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 for now, but we'll see. Maybe they'll turn it around. They were pretty hot at the end of the season. When I say hot, I mean not terrible. They won a couple of games, so we'll see. Maybe maybe they need Joe Namath back at quarterback, even in his accelerated age. Might be a help. Maybe Justin Fields. I don't know. Eh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Nonetheless, the Dolphins have the third overall pick. My number one overall pick, Hawk and Crowder. But then we, we kept saying this caveat. He's saying that they're bringing everyone back. But remember, Chan Gailey himself was fairly effusive, fairly nebulous when answering, you know, is he thinking about next season before the Buffalo game or whatnot? And we kept saying yesterday, you know, it's very possible that he just resigns on his own. Crowder is out today, but Hawkins, Solana, myself, we held it down and we're going to hold it down. Talking Chan Gailey and so much more next here on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Five sixty, the Joe Radio Rewind, running back some of the best you've heard over the past twenty-four hours, right here on Five Sixty, the Joe. I am Dan Day on my birthday. That's right, it's my birthday. Everybody's like, "Oh, what are you gonna do?" Well, I'm supposed to be on a plane, or maybe even in Morocco right now. I had booked a trip to Marrakesh, Morocco. I've always wanted to go. It's on my bucket list. Pulled the trigger, and then COVID-19 pulled the trigger on that dream. So I am here in Miami, not Marrakesh, Morocco, drinking beer at a hostel with hopefully some German girls that would be very, very, (laughs) no, 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 no. But it's good to be here because I got to hang out with you. And tonight is my trivia night. So I'm going to run down a 26-degree brewing right there in Pompano Beach. And I'm going to host trivia. Then I'm going to stick around, have a couple of beers with the crew. You can join if you would like. A couple of birthday beers. Doesn't get much better. Well, there's one other thing on your birthday that gets much better, but yeah, COVID-19, everything like that. Nonetheless, Hawk and Salada making it happen today, talking about move, Chan, get out the way, and name the famous Jaguar. I'm sure this song has many deep meanings. I think one of them might be Dolphins fans reacting to Chan Gailey resigning. Not like, hey, let's give you a watch. Let's give you some flowers on your way out. It's uh, move, get chain. out the way. Move, chain, get out the way. So uh, Crowder's off today. Crowder is hanging with very famous people today because he's got that I Am Athlete podcast now, and so he hangs out with uh, Brandon Marshall and Chad Ochocinco, and they had Rick Ross on the show and Fred Taylor and... So Crowder's got like some, you know, hot shot, fancy uh, something now that he's a, uh, a celebrity. So just me and Solana. You don't sound too excited. No, I am excited, actually. I, I enjoyed doing the show with you. And if you all were listening yesterday, Solana had uh, one of the greatest one-liners ever delivered. Might be on my Mount Rushmore of comedic moments. And I'm including like Seinfeld and Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy. That's how good Solana has been. So 
We'll see if it uh, if it continues today. I do uh, I do think though that Chan Gailey, this whole uh, this whole saga, this was a three day Chan Gailey saga here in Miami. It has come to a conclusion. A very drama filled week for Chan Gailey. Remember, we came on the air Monday. It was Monday, right? Yeah, it was Monday. And the Dolphins were firing Chan Gailey, and that was a fake story. And then they had the press conference yesterday, which we aired live. And uh, Brian Flores said unequivocally, we are bringing all our assistant coaches, coordinators back. So then we all ran with that. Chan Gailey's back. But then we we kept saying this caveat. He's saying that they're bringing everyone back. But remember, Chan Gailey himself was fairly effusive, fairly nebulous when answering, you know, is he thinking about next season before the Buffalo game or whatnot? And we kept saying yesterday, you know, it's very possible that he just resigns on his own. And today we get news that Chan Gailey has indeed resigned, which I believe is probably what the Dolphins front office wanted. I personally think it's an exciting piece of information for Dolphins fans, because to me, the blueprint is laid. If you listened to the press conference yesterday with Brian Flores and Chris Greer. Two is the guy, and maybe the only impediment that can't be corrected this offseason would have been Chan Gailey, right? Because you can correct a bad receiving core. You can re, 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 uh, you can correct a bad uh, backfield. Like, you've got enough draft picks, and you've got enough money for free agency. You can correct anything that may have gone wrong with Tua's first season, except this impediment that was Chan Gailey. Because if he never really jibed with Tua or never really trusted him or couldn't call the proper offense for him, the only thing that you wouldn't have been able to correct this offseason unless you fired him would have been uh, Chan, but he uh, has resigned. And so to me, it's a great day for Dolphins fans. And I think now this blueprint, Tua's the guy, the Dolphins use the draft and free agency to load up on weapons. Load up. Load up. Heisman Trophy. Load up on weapons. To me, that's a winning blueprint. Do you agree with that, Solana? Because, like, to me, it's it's pretty easy now with Chan Gailey gone because I really viewed him as the only impediment. To me, he was a wild card. We didn't know if he didn't like to or didn't jibe with him or couldn't call the right offense for him. To me, this blueprint... Two is your guy, load up on top-notch or high-draft-pick receivers, a great running back, and then watch what happens. Fair? You think that's possible? I think it's fair. I think there's two factions right now between Dolphins fans, which is those who think Chang Gailey clearly did not trust Tua Tungabailoa, which impeded his progress. And then there's the other faction of people who already are, are willing to give up on Tua. I'm not on that side. I'm a... I'm of the belief that if you bring in the right guy, load up, as you're saying, to a load Tungabailoa. Load up. Like receivers. Load, 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 like load up. Costco. You know how you walk out of Costco with loads of goods? Oh, you want Kirkland products. You don't products. even need. Kirkland products. Yeah, Kirkland. Bring in Kirkland we, products. No, no, no. We do not want Kirkland receivers. We've ha- I, I take it back. It's not like going to Costco. No, yeah, the jumbo, no, the jumbo no, Kirkland peanuts. No. Yeah. No, this has got to be like the old days of Michael Jackson, where he would go shopping. He would shut down the mall and he would walk out of there with loads of goods. But it was all good stuff because it was Michael Jackson. You got you said it the other day, Allen Robinson. Go get Allen Robinson. 
Who's the Heisman Trophy winner? Devontae Smith. Uh, Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith. Go get draft Devontae Smith number three. Would that bug anybody? I don't think so. I don't I, I really don't think so. Load up. That's all I'm saying. Load up. Let's do headlines here, though, as we start out the program again. Crowder is out doing celebrity things. So it's me and Solana, and here are headlines with Alejandro Solana. You want to load up, Hawk, the NFL Draft Countdown, 113 days. You're still doing the countdown, huh? Still doing the countdown. We have 113 days left. Because Changeli resigned yesterday as offensive coordinator, sources uh, have said that they expect the Dolphins to reach out to Bill O'Brien, former Houston head coach. All right. Okay. I would listen. He worked with Flores in in, uh, in New England and he was the Pats offensive coordinator in 2011 before he left to Penn State. I, I think you almost need a guy like that. Here's the problem. So this will be your third offensive coordinator in three seasons for Brian Flores. If you get an up-and-coming guy, right, you get a guy out of college, an up-and-coming guy, or a, uh, you know, a quarterback's coach from another team, and you make him the offensive coordinator, if things do go well and you gel they'll be up for head coaching jobs. And then you could potentially lose your coordinator again after one year. You'd be on your fourth in four years. I think a guy like Bill O'Brien is fairly safe because I don't think anyone's going to give him the reins of a football team for at least another few years. Yeah, and guys like Anthony Lynn, Bill O'Brien, same same thing, right? Like you're, they, they just got let go. So Right. UN basketball, Hawk, they lost a tough one yesterday, 67-65 to to UNC. So their own four in the ACC, three of those four losses – by two points or less. Yeah, yeah, that was a rough one last night. But uh, and UNC's not that great. No, but no. Uh, interesting basketball season to say the least. The Heat, Celtics. You mentioned it. That's at seven thirty. The Heat pregame show on seven ninety. The ticket that's going to kick off at six fifteen p.m. The Heat. They're favored by two and a half tonight, Hawk. All right, you know, a little uh, a little uh, revenge game maybe for Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum going to bring it to the rim against Bam. You think? No, no shot. No shot. He brings it All to right. the rim. He knows tonight's what game to me. This like I, I I don't care much about that OKC game on Monday, but tonight's game to me could mean something for the Heat because Boston's a good team. They're playing well, and uh, I I just you know I didn't again. I know the Heat beat Milwaukee on the second night, but that first night the forty-seven point loss like that was ugly. I want to see the Heat uh, hold court here against Boston, dispose of them, and move on. Yeah, they got to start beating good teams, right? They're two losses. Are they wearing this year. vice versa jerseys? Do you know? I Is believe that they be are. For a few uh, games in a row now. I'll double check. I believe they are wearing them again tonight. We mentioned it. Alabama wide receiver Devontae Smith. He won the Heisman Trophy award last night. First wide receiver since 1991 to win the Heisman. Yep, very cool. And the other big our friend Gino news. Toretta. We talked about this yesterday on the show. Gino Toretta was indeed part of the. Uh, the Heisman Zoom call. He was there on the call as yeah. a former Heisman winner. And Trevor Lawrence, Clemson quarterback, he announced he's entered officially the 2021 right. NFL Draft. Congratulations, Jacksonville. So he's going to Jacksonville. That's pretty wild. Yeah. That's pretty wild. He's going to end up in Jacksonville. I, I don't I, – I, I, who's the biggest star to ever – is it Fred Taylor? <laughs> it might be Fred <laughs> Taylor. Is that the most famous Jag of all time or Mark Brunel maybe? It's good. for me. It's Fred Taylor because I don't. I don't even really yeah. remember uh, Mark Brunel 
or like I was just too young for that. Amos Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, Fred Taylor comes up first. Mark Brunel second. They did have. They had and, that one year where they went to. They they had a couple like two two seasons right. No, they, they were went, on the cusp. Remember, right. they were on the cusp. They, who was their uh, Garrard, the real fiery David, head coach? Didn't didn't get, uh, David Garrard take them to the the NFC Championship game one year? They did go to the NFC Championship game one. Here's the top ten Jaguars of all time according to Bleacher Report. Number 10, Brad Meester, a center. So already, when you're starting with a center, That's rough. Like you go, okay, what, what, what do we got going on here? Number 9, Tony Brackens, defensive end. Number 8, Keenan McCardell, wide receiver, remember him? Number 7, Daryl Smith, linebacker. Number 6, John Henderson and Marcus Stroud. And this is getting depressing. Think about this. This is where Trevor Lawrence is going. Like one of the, one of the biggest stars to come out of college football these, now, maybe it's a positive. Maybe he'll immediately be the greatest thing that ever happened. Uh, number five, Mark Brunel, the quarterback. Number four, ah, MJG. MJD. Yes. Maurice Jones-Drew. Yeah. Forgot about him. Number three is Fred Taylor. So who am I missing here? Oh, number two, Jimmy Smith, the wide receiver. Oh, how did we forget? Number one, Tony Baselli. Tony Baselli. He just went into the Hall of Fame. No, uh, no Byron Leftwich. No David Garrard on that mm-hmm. list. No, no. So there you go. Those are the 10. If you tuned in and you want to know when we were getting to the 10 greatest Jacksonville Jaguars in history, uh, that was at around 2.11 <laughs> this afternoon. Here's, uh, here's the list of Jaguars quarterbacks since Mark Brunell. Byron Leftwich, David Garrard, Luke McCown, Chad yeah. Henney, Blaine Gabbert, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Blake Bortles. Blaine Gabbert had a good season. Blaine Gabbert, Chad Henney, Blake Bortles, and then Gardner have... Minshew. All right. So they have really... Uh, they have really set the table for Trevor Lawrence coming in to do great things. Finally, and you mentioned the Florida Panthers are going to allow a limited arena capacity for all 28 Panther home games this year. Finally, Hawk, since we're talking uh, about the Florida Panthers, a Stanley Cup. It can hold 23 beers at the top. That's 23 12-ounce bottles or just over two gallons of beer. Hmm. All right. That's, that's excellent. Thank you. In case you didn't know that little piece of trivia. Tomorrow, Hawk and Crowd are going to be back at full strength. I will hopefully be there. It is my birthday, after all. And I will be drinking some birthday beers at 26 Degree Brewing in Pompano Beach. I might not be at full capacity, but I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there, trust me. At least physically, I'll be here. Nah, I'm going to be fine. I'm an old pro. I know how to live it up and like Marley Safer. Go out and do it big. When the lights come on, I'm on. And hopefully you'll be on because we're going to be on tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. If you've got any questions for me, at Dan Day Radio, you can always hit us up on all the social medias. Also, our website, WQAM.com. Till next time, this is 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Later, slug. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.